Welcome to Reach, your platform to connect with other executive assistants and acquire game-changing knowledge and perspective. Reach is designed to inspire your workday, guide you through pivotal moments in your career, and transform you into the executive assistant you've always wanted to be. Hi, it's Jessica. Before we get started, I want to take a quick moment to thank all of you, our community of devoted listeners. If you're enjoying our program, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts so more people can find us. And if you'd like to be a part of our growing community, send us an email to reach at mavenrec.com so we can keep you in the loop on all things events related, updates, and more. If you have any recommendations, comments, or guest referral ideas, we'd love to hear from you as well. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Reach. This is your host, founder and CEO of Maven Recruiting Group, Jessica Van. And today I have the absolute honor of speaking with Mandy King. Good morning, Mandy. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to have you. I was joking with you a moment ago that it's just slightly intimidating interviewing a former journalist. So I'm, <laughs> I'm working through the nerves of that, but luckily you seem very friendly. You're so. going to be great. You're yeah. awesome. I've heard your other interviews. So um, welcome, Mandy. Mandy is currently the senior executive assistant to the CEO at Box, where she's been for almost three years now. Yeah. Prior to her current role, Mandy supported multiple SVPs at GoDaddy for nearly two years. But the part of Mandy's background that I think is the most surprising and also exciting for the purpose of today's discussion is her experience as a former digital producer at NBC Universal, an associate video producer at Forbes. And as if that weren't cool enough, she also had an internship with Anderson Cooper at CNN. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. So today's conversation is all about Mandy's background in media and journalism and how this unique experience influences how she operates as an EA to a CEO today. For those who are listening who also have work experience that's maybe, you know, c coming from a different field or perhaps you're wondering how to incorporate those different skills into your current role as an EA or how to even speak to your unique value um, and, and what that background lends, this episode is really geared to you. And for those of you who are just curious about why someone in TV, media, journalism became an executive assistant, well, we're also going to dig into that. To get us started, can you walk us through kind of high level uh, what your career in journalism and media production was and specifically what, what your roles were and what you were responsible for at the time? Yeah. So, you know, like everyone else, I feel like I've just been finding my path to what I'm meant to do over my whole career. And growing up, I was super interested in broadcasting, of course. I thought I wanted to be a radio DJ, actually, when I was a little girl. And I was totally the little girl with my cassette player ready to record my favorite songs. And when I grew up and it was time to go to college, it just felt very natural to go into communication and broadcasting. So that's what I studied in undergrad. And I did a couple TV internships there at the local news stations. I moved to New York City and went to Columbia's journalism school there for grad school. And while I was there, I did an internship at CNN. And that was kind of my first big 
entryway into national television. And it was my first time also be having exposure working with a super high profile person like Anderson Cooper. So that was a really exciting time for me. And just going to school and studying in New York City also put me right at the epicenter of news and media. So I learned a lot um, and had such a blast there. At CNN, I was doing a lot of solid intern work there. A lot of intern work that you're doing in TV is reading transcripts and looking for B-roll footage for TV. And the most fun thing I got to do, though, was running scripts to Anderson Cooper live in the studio during live broadcasts and just sitting there next to this great person was really exciting and observing him work. I learned a lot about TV. Another thing I really learned is that um, I didn't want to be on TV. I was a lot happier behind the scenes. So my dream, my childhood dream of being a radio DJ and being kind of in the spotlight kind of faded away at this point, and I was really more interested in storytelling and production. So after after grad school, I moved over to Forbes, and this was my first full-time job, and I worked at Forbes magazine, such an exciting place, actually pretty small company when you're there, and I was on the video team as an associate video producer. So a lot of the things that I was doing was shooting and editing videos. I sometimes got to do some of the interviews, and I was running the production schedule, publishing a lot of the videos to the website. Some other things that I got to do there besides interviews were some project management, and I got to report on one of the Forbes lists, and I even got a byline one time in one of the Forbes magazines. (laughs) But the most fun thing about Forbes is, you know, you're just surrounded by all of these incredible business leaders all the time. And I got to interact with a lot of celebrities and, of course, all of these people on the Forbes list. They come to the Forbes building. So a lot of a lot of names that you've seen in the news. Mm-hmm. I have um, brushed shoulders with at Forbes. Yeah. I've done their makeup before video shoots. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, all of the brands and uh, media outlets and publications that you were a part of are have tr- carry tremendous cachet. I mean, it's it's very impressive, and it's interesting too because I I think that um, I don't I don't want to skip ahead, but I I would imagine that having the experience of having met those individuals and as you said, brush shoulders with them would kind of help maybe demystify and kind of make your transition into a C-level support position maybe a little bit less um, intimidating in some ways because you, I mean, these these were people to you. There was no kind of sense of them being unrelatable or what have you. You'd already been very much in, in, in communication with them and interacting with them. So Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Having the experience working with such high profile people early on in my career really did help me a lot down the road in these other roles when I need to manage up, especially <laughs> when I need to tell a CEO, no, you're going to do this meeting because it needs to happen and we're doing it at this time. Um, <laughs> this has really served me well over time. Yeah, that's great. 
after Forbes, I went to NBC Universal and I was working in their corporate communications department. And I, at this point, kind of was more interested in more of a business environment than a pure creative production environment. So I did take over my skills producing videos and my experience creating content as a video production manager. And I was producing videos for their corporate communications team. So this was all included in press releases to promote shows on the NBC Universal networks. And the most fun thing about this job was I worked in the 30 Rock building in New York City. So we had the SNL studio there. We had the Tonight Show studio there. And there were other little um, there were other little productions going on around there too. Like America's Got Talent was in New York City for a while at radio um, across the street. And the most fun thing that I got to do when I was at NBC Universal was interview the SNL hosts every week. And not just anybody can get into the SNL studio. So it was a really huge deal that I got to go in and interview the hosts that week. And I was filming videos, shooting videos with them. And we were not just posting those in press releases, but we were also sharing them with NBC affiliate stations across the country. So people across the United States got to see my footage, which was really fun. Wow. Yeah. So at what moment did you decide that you wanted to transition your career specifically to EA work? And what was it that appealed to you about becoming an EA? Um, So I'm a born and raised in the Bay Area, and I've oh, always yes, I'm a I true didn't local. Know that. I, I was going to ask you where <laughs> you came from and how you like what was the experience of living in New York in your twenties, doing your thing. Like that must have been such a crazy thing. But where in the Bay are you from? <laughs> I was I was born in Mountain View, mm-hmm. and I was raised in Sunnyvale. So yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a true local. I always wanted to make my way back to California at some point. So working at NBC Universal, such a huge company, they had a position open in Los Angeles, and it was for a digital producer on their digital marketing team. So I would essentially project manage their digital strategy for primetime shows on NBC. And the big show I got to work on was The Voice. So Mm. I was the point of contact, bringing together a team of video producers, photographers, content writers, marketing strategy, social media, all these people, making sure everything was being published on time, making sure we were hitting the digital strategy that we were going for. And I was the one to update the actual NBC website with all of this information, too. So this was... This was a a different kind of role to use my skills. I wasn't creating content now. I was just managing everything and making sure it aligned with the broader picture. But from here, I I was kind of starting to feel stuck in media. I'm thinking, where do I go from here? How do I really take it to the next level? And at the end of the day, I didn't really feel like I was having that big of an impact on the business. Mm. And... I realized over all of these positions I held that this was a really critical part to my own career fulfillment, was feeling like the things I was doing day to day was really having a major impact. So at this point, I was really starting to think, how can I reapply my skills into something completely different? And being a Bay Area native, I've always been super fascinated by tech. It's just part of my upbringing, part of my surrounding. 
and my whole family has worked in tech growing up. Um, and I've just seen this industry completely change the world. So I, I knew I wanted to be part of this in one way or another. And the thought of becoming an executive assistant really came up because I realized this is the perfect role for me, not just to get exposure into a new industry and business environment, but it was also a great way for me to apply my project management and production skills because when you're project managing in media, you're pulling together all these little pieces. You're following up with people from all different departments. You're making sure things are happening on a certain timeline. And when you're an executive assistant, you're project managing somebody's time and somebody's organization and working with all of the people in there. So it, it seemed like a natural transition. And the little bonus in here is that some companies are more open-minded than others and how much experience you have as an executive assistant. So I know there's a lot of EAs out there who actually move into different roles once they become an EA. And I think the kind of same works on the reverse end, where if you have varied business exposure beforehand, that could really help benefit you as an EA. So that's something that um, I really pushed in my interviews. And I was able to move over to GoDaddy from there. They gave me a shot. Yeah. They gave me my big break. Totally. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Did you at least get to go to the Emmys before you gave up your media production career? I didn't, but <laughs> I, I have been on many red carpets. Okay. And um, good. my good story is that I yelled at Ryan Gosling on a red carpet one time. You yelled? I had to. He he wasn't in he wasn't in my frame. I was trying to get a good <laughs> shot of him. I had to cut him off and be like, I need you to move over, Ryan Gosling. And he was very shocked, but Did he move? He did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, and I, I think that's really, I think that's really encouraging advice. In that, um, when when you are that kind of out of the box person, is to keep looking for the one that is going to see the the merit in what you bring, right? And and maybe it's going to take a few more tries to find that that person that is receptive or, or open to getting outside of the box. But I think it's really important to know that there are definitely people out, out there and hiring managers who see the value in those things. And just, you know, rather than getting kind of superficially discouraged right away, like just, just know that it might, it might take a few more swings, but those people are out there to your point. Um, we see them all the time. You know, we, we encounter hiring managers who are, who are really expansive in the way that they think about the process and the way that they um, validate different experiences. And then we see some who are really, really, really linear about it. And you just kind of got to keep going until you find the ones that get it. Yeah. So, can you give some ex- additional examples of some of the parallels between your old career and your current one? I mean, I think you mentioned a couple of things around really the time management piece, the project management piece, being able to pull together all of these different um, elements and timelines and deliverables and just kind of keeping task on all of these things. But are there other parallels that you can see in hindsight that really illustrate kind of the, some of the similarities? Yeah, I, I there's three big ones that I want to call out. Um, one of them is that you're constantly putting out fires. And as a project manager and a producer, you're the person people go to to have all of the problems solved. Things don't always go very well. 
I remember working at NBC. We were doing something. We were doing a live feed broadcast. We were doing a digital component, and the whole feed broke down during the broadcast, naturally. So, you know, everybody's like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And it was up to me to stay calm in that situation, contact all the right people, and also update everybody on what was happening. So we had to get creative in that situation. As an EA, you're doing the same thing. I've had an executive's flight get canceled while he was on his way to the airport before. And what are you going to do? This was the last flight out. Do we reroute him to another airport? I'm texting him, figuring it out at the same time. And you need to just stay strong in those moments and find solutions. So that's definitely a big parallel. Staying quick on your feet and calm at the same time. Another big one is just communicating with people of all different walks of life all the time. In journalism, when you're interviewing somebody, you need to do a very quick read of somebody up front. And the whole point of an interview is really getting to the core of a message or situation, right? So you need to figure out how to communicate with this person very quickly. Same thing when you're an executive assistant and you're trying to get stuff done. All the time. You need people to do favors for you sometimes. You need people to be flexible for you. Um, And sometimes you need to share bad news with your executives and manage up. So you really need to learn how to communicate with people all the time. And that's something that's very – that has very much served me well as an executive assistant too. And then the last thing too is just acting as a point of contact when you're – A producer, same thing. You're the point of contact for a show. Everybody comes to you. They expect you to know everything about when things are due, what we're missing, who to contact for what. And when you're an EA, you're the point of contact for your executive and their org. So the same rules apply in that situation, too. Yeah. I I think um, all of those examples make a ton of sense. And I would imagine, too, that there's also a level of maybe accuracy that is really important in media production and in, you know, precision timing, right? And, and being really, really, really um, dialed into, I mean, really like minutia types of stuff, yeah. right? The level of detail management and the level of accuracy is, is pretty mind-boggling oh, in, yeah. in a production environment. And I think that there's, if you think about a calendar or you think about kind of all of the different mechanisms and levers and things that need to happen or get pulled in the course of an executive's day. I mean, it's like an elaborate production room, really. It really is. That's a great comparison. (laughs) (laughs) I should have had you do my interviews for me when I was transitioning. (laughs) It seems like I wish I had that. Seems like you landed just fine on your own two feet. So, (laughs) yeah, that's great. So, given this background that you have, which, as we've now established, is incredibly relevant, we should all go and become, you know, producers (laughs) as part of our EA trajectory. But what sorts of special projects would you say? maybe you've had the opportunity to take on um, as a result of this unique background in your work as an EA? I think, you know, 
a lot of people are super curious about my background and why I would want to transition over to becoming an EA. And I think at the end of the day, just having this exposure to all of these different business environments, even within media, with digital marketing, corporate communications, and a peer production environment, you know, all of this exposure has really helped me in business day to day. Right now, working in an office of the CEO, I'm working with every single department at the company every day. And I have a deeper understanding of what everybody's priorities are and why they need a CEO's time for this. So that has really helped me day to day. Um, Some other things are just being able to handle confidential information. That's something along with working with high-profile people, um, that's that's a really key part of working for a CEO. You see everything, you know everything going on in a company. So you need to be discreet about that. When you have training in journalism, you are working under embargoes all the time. You, um, you know the kind of effect that just leaking a little bit of information can really trickle down and have a huge impact. So it's that's that's a really important thing that um, I use day to day now. But once people are once people have kind of found out more about my background, they pull me into some other little projects. When I was at GoDaddy, some of the executives wanted me to help them with some social media projects. I personally don't really enjoy doing social media a whole lot. And I'm really grateful my current executive is a Twitter celebrity. So he does that all on his own. I don't need to touch that at all. Um, one really fun thing that I do at Box now is um, I would produce the All Hands shows when we were in person, of course, pre-COVID. But at the theater, they're like, here's your headset, like run the show and <laughs> here's our timeline. So that was a really fun thing that I've been able to work on kind of just managing all the little pieces, making sure we're on time, telling people when to yell at executives that they're t- they're going over time. <laughs> and doing this awesome podcast with yeah. you. That's another fun thing you that I've been able to shoo-in. do. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> that that that's probably the best thing that's happened as a result of your totally. media experience. Yes. That's great. So we all know that journalists are wonderful storytellers, right? Um, so can you tell us how you positioned yourself in both the application and also in the interview process? I think you mentioned GoDaddy was your first EA position. So mm-hmm. as you were going for these these positions at GoDaddy, how did you position yourself um, in the application, also in, in the interview process, to really convey the relevance of your background? And how did you get companies to call you back without even having you know, a direct EA role on your resume? Well, first and foremost, um, I would just tweak my resume and my LinkedIn to really just reflect those key skills that translated into EA. So these were things like managing production schedule, uh, anything relating to handling logistics for things. Uh, project management, of course, and any kind of expense reporting or budgets that I had worked on in my roles. Maybe these weren't the biggest meat of my day-to-day work, but I made sure to call them out because that just kind of showed that I had experience 
putting my mind in those kind of situations. When it came to interviewing, everybody was just so curious, like, they were more curious about why I would want to leave media. Everybody's like, you work in TV and you get to hang out with celebrities and why would you want to come work for a software company? And the biggest thing that I really had to convey in an interview was my commitment to a career change. So, you know, I'm not just having some little crisis and trying to, you know, take some random EA job. I really want to do this and this is why. And that is the story that I would have to tell in my interviews. People want to know that you've taken the time to soul search on your own, that you're not soul searching on their time, but you're soul searching on your time. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and, you know, that commitment piece is huge. So I think being prepared for that pushback and just having your story really dialed in, really precise, really clear, really crisp. So when you took on your your position as an executive assistant at GoDaddy, was there any immediate uh, relevance or connection between the areas of the business that your executives worked on and you know your background in in media or production? Was there any parallel there, or it was totally unrelated? It was completely unrelated. I was dropped into a true executive assistant role, and I was managing schedules and travel and meeting logistics for three separate orgs. So I had three SVPs at a time. I was managing all of their calendars and travel, and all of these orgs were completely different. And this was a great learning curve for me, right? I came in, I'm supporting three different executives, and they were all very great at sharing their feedback with me on how I can grow. And I had great support from an awesome EA team there. A lot of career EAs were at GoDaddy at the time. So I got to learn from all these amazing women at the same time. But yeah, completely unrelated to media in every way. And Honestly, I love that. That's why I made the career change. Mm -hmm. And very quickly on, I realized that I loved doing this job. And the littlest things had the biggest impact day to day. If you forget to put a conference room on a meeting invite, you've completely screwed up an entire decision process, right? And you have to reschedule a meeting. So just learning that even the smallest little things have such a big impact made me feel really good because when it all goes really well, you're knowing that you're really helping the flow of a business day to day. Yeah. And to to bring it back to what you said earlier on in our conversation, I mean, that's what you were really seeking. Absolutely. So I wanted to ask you, I mean, now that you've been at this for several years, and you also mentioned when we when we first got started, um, that this is the career that that you intend to do, that this is, you feel like you really found yourself in this role. So I'm curious, like if you could just sort of bring it full circle for us, have you found the opportunities for impact? Have you found the meaning that you were seeking when you first embarked upon this transition? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love this job so much and I can't imagine doing anything else. I really can't. Um, this every single thing that I do every day is having a direct impact. And at the end of the day, I have huge fulfillment from that. You know, I think that a lot of EAs can kind of make the role what they want it to be. You can go day to day, just do what needs to be done. Or you can really dive into a business and you get this awesome front row seat to 
an executive's mind and to an entire business and how the business is run, I think it's thrilling. And I don't need to go to business school to get this kind of exposure. I love it. Best seat in the house. It is. That's what I always say. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. I, I think it's the coolest job. I recommend it to anybody who just wants to either who's either curious about business or wants to learn more about a specific business. Yeah. There's just there's so much you can do with this mm-hmm. experience. Yep. Box box seats. Yes. For, for our, our box EA to CEO here. But I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think it's an it's an unparalleled vantage point on a business and behind the scenes how how all of that gets played out center stage and and for the media and the public but also you know what goes on behind the scenes you know all of the decisions and decision streams and challenges and everything that had to happen to mm-hmm. kind of make things come come together in the way that they do it's it's really it's quite the education it's so much fun yeah. and even just now working for a founder that's just an added layer of interesting viewpoint to me because you know you're really seeing somebody's passion and vision play out in real time too not just the day to day in business so it's been it's been really fun so i have a final question for you i wish we were on a red carpet asking this that would be so much more fun <laughs> mandy if you could support anyone throughout the course of history or time who would you choose and why this is such a hard question um you know, being Bay Area local and just seeing how the tech industry has completely transformed the world, I would have to say Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine that supporting him would be a very fascinating ride. Well, thank you for being here today. And thank you for sharing your your story and your evolution with us. Um, what a fun fun journey you've had and thank you yeah and I'm really impressed like you know you 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 managed to penetrate an industry that's pretty tough you know <laughs> um, I'm, I'm talking about the media world and, and all of that and I think that just um, your success there and your perseverance in, in pursuing that dream and also like your flexibility to, to be able to shift and say you know what it's not everything I thought it was. And, mm-hmm. and being okay with that, being okay with with actually relinquishing some of those childhood fantasies or whatever to be able to pursue something that's actually more meaningful to you as an adult and, and in the way that you, you know, understand your place in this world as it is now. I think that's there's a lot of um, there's a lot to be said for doing that and um, super impressed by your EA career thus far. <laughs> and I know that you'll continue to do amazing things and especially with the level of um, appreciation that you have for, for your work and the level of joy that it brings you. So really nice to have you here. Thank, Thank you, you so for much here. for having me. This has been fun. <laughs> and you really are a great interviewer. Ah. So you get my stamp of approval. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Reach is brought to you by Maven Recruiting Group, who specializes in placing executive assistants and support staff to the Bay Area's most prominent executives and companies. If you've enjoyed being part of our podcast community and are interested in becoming part of our candidate community, we're currently hiring for roles in San Francisco, Silicon Valley, and Los Angeles. You can visit us at www.mavenrec.com 
to see some of the roles we're currently working on and to submit your resume.